This past Friday and Saturday was our diocesan convention. And um, there's something strangely invigorating yet draining about (laughs) sitting with people for two days for many hours whom you love and talking about the church. Uh, And that the the convention ended at 3 p.m. Saturday, yesterday in Salinas. And then I had to drive down up here to come to the 5 o'clock service. And somehow that tiredness has not left me. And all of that is a prequel to saying, this sermon might meander a little. (laughs) And so I beg your forbearance. um, And we will see where we end up at the end of the journey. Bartimaeus is one of my favorite people in the Bible. Um, He speaks out when other people tell him to shut up. He is lowly and desperate and yet believes that salvation can come to him no matter who he is. And, And I'm also, by the way, a little... Teary. I don't know. That's the. It's not emotion. It's just tiredness. I'm very manly, and I don't cry. <laughs> Why was that funny? <laughs> um, I love Bartimaeus because I hope there's a little bit of Bartimaeus in all of us. You know, um, I know many of you enough to know that. Sometimes you are in a darkness. Sometimes you are feeling blinded and unseen. Like that crowd around Bartimaeus that tells them to keep quiet. We are rendered unseen by others. We don't feel seen because we are women. We don't feel seen because we are short. We don't feel seen because we um, are trying to do something that people around us tell us to shut up about. So I love Bartimaeus because he insists. And if you get nothing else from this meandering sermon, may it be, when you know there is something you want God to do for you, insist on it. Don't let the silence that is in that darkness keep you from asking. Okay? (sighs) Think about a blind beggar with a cloak around his shoulders at the gates of Jericho, back in Jesus' day, who can see nothing, hears a lot, and can't participate, but longs to become a part of things. He hears that Jesus is passing by, and he cries out, Son of David, have mercy on me. And as I said, the crowd tells him to keep quiet. We don't like rabble-rousers. We don't like people who are speaking out for something they need when we want them to just be satisfied with what they have. Um, Sometimes we've been Bartimaeus because we have healing we need. Sometimes we don't know how to ask for it. Um, Sometimes we cry out and there's not an answer. Sometimes we're worried about someone we love and we want healing for them. And so we pray And the thing about miracle healings in the Bible is that they're very tricky. Because what they do is they hold out hope for us that the miracle can happen in our lives. And yet, if it doesn't happen, what does that say about us or about God 
or about our relationship to God. So it's, it's thin ice to ask God for things when we don't know if our wife will be healed, if our son will be able to walk again, if our cancer will be in remission in a year. And so, um, yet we long for healing and we long for miracles. And I think that's important to remember too. So sometimes we're Bartimaeus for ourselves or on behalf of someone we love. Sometimes we're part of that crowd that is telling other people to keep quiet. Um, the most obvious example around here is maybe some of the homeless folks that we see around. Um, we pass by them, they're crying out, and we just say, mm, gotta go. I've got things to do, I've got money I need to spend in certain ways, and I don't trust that you will spend it wisely. <coughs> Keep quiet, shut up. Uh, I have to confess that after the five o'clock service last night, there was a fellow in a sleeping bag in the hallway kind of outside here that leads past our offices just below the parking lot. And um, I think he's been there a few times. And so I said, hello, and he was eating pizza. And I said, when you're done with your pizza, I'm afraid you're going to have to go because we can't have people sleeping on our campus. And that didn't work well for him. Um, <laughs> he got a little upset and started yelling and was threatening to leave here and punch someone. And so that got me worried enough that I called the police, the non-emergency number. They came, they took care of him, they know him. They said, he's all bark and no bite, um, but you don't know. And I don't know that I could have handled that differently uh, in that moment when I was so tired from convention and he was so angry. But um, maybe I could have offered him something at first. So, um, you know, I'm not perfect either. I'm in that crowd too. And I, I would hope that it helps if you can acknowledge the times when you have been a part of that crowd. I think that's the first step towards healing. You're not perfect. I'm not perfect. The only example I set up here is how not to do it. <laughs> So, sometimes we've been Bartimaeus. Sometimes we've been part of the crowd. And lo and behold, sometimes we may have been Jesus. Sometimes we may have gotten past our own small selves and reached out to someone in need without even realizing it and said, what do you want me to do for you? The way Jesus says to Bartimaeus. And God blesses us in those moments especially. And you don't know the small thing you do, the smile even you give a homeless person or an African-American who has probably spent, who may have spent part of the day being avoided on the sidewalk or followed in the department store. You say hello to them and smile and you don't know what you did for them. So sometimes we are Jesus. And I would say, that there are two things about today's gospel reading that I would want you to take away. And one is, when you are Bartimaeus, when you are in a darkness and you're crying out, Son of David, have mercy on me. And you don't hear a response. Or you hear a voice telling you to keep quiet. Insist. Keep asking. Keep demanding of God. God can take it. Don't say, God, you know, I don't know. Maybe this is going to work or not. If it's okay with you, could you? 
Say, you know what, God? I need you. I need you to do this now. I need you to help me or help my loved one. And then be brave enough to risk getting the answer you might not want. Be faithful enough and loving enough. And then take what, do what you can with that. Um, my mother died in April, You most of you know, and um, I've talked about my brother who was her caregiver for 15 years, and now he is lost at sea. Uh, he hasn't worked for those 15 years, and he's almost 60. And um, he still talks about how we could have saved her. She was 85, and she had kidney cancer, and when, when I visited her, she was not. It was a mercy, you know. And he said the doctors could have done something. They should have done something else. And it's strange that he's holding on to that in some ways, but it's understandable. Um, I actually don't know where I was going with that, but I, I guess it's on my heart when I think about healing. And sometimes when you ask for healing, uh, the healing does not come the way you want it. I guess that's what I wanted to say. My prayer for my brother is that his healing will come when he finds a way to have new life. His life was so tied to my mother's, and he didn't really live in a way. You know, he didn't get to go out and have fun and be an adult. Now he has that chance, and my prayer is that the healing comes in that direction. So healing is tricky that way, too. So, lesson number one. When you're in the darkness shouting, Son of David, have mercy on me, keep insisting. Lesson number two. When Jesus says to Bartimaeus, what do you want me to do for you? I want to say that it should be obvious. <laughs> He's blind and a beggar. But Jesus sees him as a full person. You know, I don't want to make an assumption about you. What do you want me to do for you? Um, the reading says Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus. And when I read that, I know that it's redundant because Bar means son of. So Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, is actually saying Bartimaeus, Bartimaeus. And what I, what I will take from that and offer to you is this is one way of saying this is a real person. He matters. Let's say his name twice. He's a beggar and he's blind, but he matters to God. And so Jesus treats him as a full human being. He doesn't assume, well, here's another blind guy I've got to help out. You know, here's another homeless person who wants money. He says, what do you want me to do for you? And so he says, my teacher, let me see again. And the, the funny thing is, at some level, Bartimaeus actually has better sight than everyone else there. Because in his blindness, he uses the phrase, son of David, have mercy on me. And what that is believed by some people to mean is son of David equals Messiah. He's recognizing him as this divine being. When all the crowd are probably seeing him as, here comes the miracle guy. What can we get him to do for us? But this man in his desperation sees the divine that the others don't see, even in his blindness, and says, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus sees him in return and says, what do you want me to do for you? Tell me. Be part of the healing. Participate by saying what you need. And that's the other lesson. Actually, it's the same lesson, isn't it? Say what you need. But know that God is asking, what do you want me to do for you? I believe God wants the best for us. I believe God wants us to live 
full and joyful lives of faith. And sometimes God doesn't just make that happen. We have to participate. What do you want me to do for you? This is what I want. Articulate your needs to God. And be brave and faithful enough to receive whatever response you may or may not get. So that's my meandering sermon. And um, Bartimaeus is one of my favorite people in the Bible because he's an example for us. Um, You're not lowly enough that you can throw off your cloak, spring up, and run to Jesus and find the healing you need. And um, God sees us all as full and beloved. May we always carry those lessons in our heart, despite what the crowd tells us, despite what we may tell ourselves. Amen.